that's the sound of the Ronian bees buzzing away in their hive. This is the moon hive. I've come in to make sure they're all right and they're not swarming to pop in at this time of year every so often. And they're all looking pretty good. Not making vast amounts of honey yet. Come on, bees. Yes, the Ronian bees there were in pretty good form. Uh, I can tell you, having been in school, that the maples are glowing away, the rhododendrons are out. It's all looking pretty good there. Uh, hopefully, all those rhododendron blooms will give plenty of nectar to the bees to make some honey. All righty, well, Mr Andrew's back and he's got rather more to say than he did yesterday. Good morning, Mr Andrew. Good morning, Richie. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're well this Tuesday morning. Hopefully the winds won't be as strong as they were yesterday. Still from the north, so it'll feel pretty cold, but uh, at least the sun's going to come out for part of the day. Just looking ahead to what you've got on today, as it's Tuesday, we have our house assemblies. So make sure you go to your respective house assembly uh, on their specific house channel to listen to that. And remember, you've got your challenges still going within your house. Tongswood, you've got your keepy uppy challenge. Pembroke, you've got your music video challenge. Selden, uh, to send a note or audio about three things you're thankful for. And Bicton, uh, comments or photos to show how imaginative you are being over this lockdown period. Uh, so that's your house assembly. Make sure you listen to and watch those. And also this uh, morning we have our musical breakfast. The voice from Janice Gross-Turner. That's going to be on Prep School St Ronan's TV. Terry will mention it during his show, but also you can click on the extended version on St Ronan's TV. Uh, so that's all from me today. Like I say, enjoy the uh, little bit of sun we've got today, but uh, wrap up warm because it looks cold. And I'll speak to you all tomorrow. Bye. And this morning on Roman's Radio, we are joined by Jane Creed. Now, some of you will remember that Jane came in during the first term of the year to talk to us about uh, 50 years since the Apollo moon landings. And this week, Jane has very kindly put together some videos of what you can see in the night sky over the next few months. Uh, Jane, are you there? I certainly am. Good morning, Richard, and good morning, everyone. Good morning. Um, so uh, I hear that you're still uh, bringing astronomy to new audiences despite uh, being stuck at home. Yes, I am. Um, you can't keep a good thing down. Um, I work for the British Horse Racing Authority. I'm a, a racing judge for them. So it's quite a hmm. completely different role from what I do in astronomy. But obviously the two are never really that far apart because I'm always looking up and I'm always sharing it. And uh, we have a website at work um, called a social club website. And I did a post about um, the three big planets that you can see in the morning at the moment. And it proved to be such a hit that um, I was asked if I would do it on a daily basis. So that's what I've been doing, um, putting up images of amazing things that you can see in the universe and what they are, and also what you can see in the sky at the moment. And it's been so successful, actually, that they have created a new group on the work website um, dedicated to enjoying the night sky. So that's great. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, I'm a great uh, space enthusiast, so it's great that uh, we're able to get it out there to more and more people. Why do you think they are so interested? 
Um, I think it's because, well, at the moment, I think, Richard, it's because everyone has more time. Um, and also because we're not getting up early to go to work or thinking about the fact that we've got to get up early yeah. to go to work. We can stay outside in the evening later. And also, I mean, the weather has been amazing and we've had beautiful, clear skies. So it's easier for people to go outside and enjoy it. But also, I think if you if you post a really jaw dropping image that is perhaps people haven't seen before and they think, goodness, what on earth is that? And then if you share exactly what they're seeing, um, but in a way that they can understand. So, you know, they can understand what a light year is or how big a star mm. can be or why a star is so bright. I think most people are really captivated by it because it is so beautiful and things are so enormous and things are so far away. I think people find that really inspiring. Brilliant. Yes, I think that's true. And we do have some amazing images nowadays of uh, so far out into space. Yeah, uh, it really helps. Um, I think one of our year groups is looking at the Greek myths at the moment. Um, are there some good constellations of the Greek myths that uh, they could peek out for? Tonight? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, the main constellations that are visible um, tonight and most nights now coming into um, spring and summer, um, there's the Great Bear, Ursa Majoris, that you can see straight over your head. When you find that, um, which I share in the videos, um, you'll be able to find the pole star. Um, also, we have the Greek hero um, Hercules, so the strong man, mm. um, and he's almost over your head. Um, and at the core of Hercules is something that looks like a, a square with one end a bit wider than the other. And again, I share this in the videos. But if you can find that um, constellation of Hercules, the strong man, in there is a cluster of 100,000 stars. So you'll be able to find that easily as well. Um, we also have um, Leo the lion. So there's, yep, there's every single constellation. Um, Cassiopeia, the one that looks like a W shape. Um, that's um, yep. the queen. So again, there's every single constellation, every group of stars that you can see up there. They all have Greek origins and older. Yes, so that should keep them pretty occupied. Uh, give them a few ideas for their um, writing of some myths, I think. Uh, yes. Are there any other highlights we should be looking out for in the sky at the moment? Yeah, most definitely, Richard. We uh, At this time, we have five of the what we call the bright planets. Those are the planets that you can see with the naked eye. So if you look towards the west every evening um, as the sun is setting, just actually after the sun has set, so probably nine o'clock at night is a good time, nine, ten o'clock, you can see the bright white light which is the planet venus and on the 22nd of may but really from the 20th of may onwards you're going to see that it's joined by another point of light and that is the innermost planet mercury so the two are going to be in the same area of the sky at the same time and you'll be able to see those with the naked eye better with binoculars and if you've got a small telescope even better now, for the other three planets, Mars, Jupiter and Saturn, they're also unmissable. But you either need to stay up really, really late because they're not rising until about one o'clock in the morning or get up really, really early. But all three of them are in a line. So yes. you've got Jupiter on the right, Saturn in the middle. So Jupiter is another bright 
white point of light. Saturn is like a yellow colored point of light, which will be to its left, to the east of it. And then keep going a little further over and you'll see like an orange point of light, which is the orange of the planet Mars. So um, to be able to see five of the big planets is, is a lovely sight at this time of year. And then of course, you've always got the satellites going overhead. Um, the International Space Station will be making some really good passes as well. Um, and the stars themselves just look beautiful because it's just so clear at the moment. Yes, yes, I think with the pollution maybe dropping off a bit, uh, it does seem to be very easy to see some of the stars. Um, I heard there was going to be a comet coming along. Uh, yes. When will we see that? Yes. Okay, you heard rightly, Richard, definitely. Now, at the moment, um, this comet is developing quite a nice long tail, but it's in the southern hemisphere, so it's below the equator, so we can't see it at the moment, but it is heading northward. So it's heading towards us and it's heading towards the constellation of Perseus. And by the middle of May onwards, so 15th of May onwards, um, we should be able to start seeing it. Now, it will be quite sort of close to the sun, so it'll be a little tricky to find it. But as the nights progress, so towards the end of May, heading into June, we'll definitely, definitely be, be able to see it looking. And you need to look in the direction of the constellation of Perseus as well. And it will be rising, just coming up from the horizon in that direction. So uh, it'll look, it should look stunning. It's got a lovely tail on it. Ah, excellent news, excellent news. The old dirty snowballs, as we always... Uh, in my sense. Um, Jane, thank you so much. I think that's really whetted our appetite for uh, the videos on Friday, and uh, it's been great to speak to you. Lovely, it's my pleasure. Thank you. That's all we've got time for today. Don't forget to uh, think about Harry's prayer as you go through the week, seeing if you can make every little leaving, uh, leave behind you a happier and better place, uh, as Harry urged us to in his prayer. And I'll give you more details of where to find Jane's videos of the night sky and what to look out for a little bit later on in the week. Have a great day. Go well. Speak soon. Thank <laughs> you.